We are on with Jesse Zong. This is episode 144. Jesse, how's it going? Good, Good to see you? you. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, of course. It's an honor to be here. Excited to talk to Gilman's resident weather forecaster, <laughs> and uh, it's perfect conditions outside for, for this podcast. Yeah, it is perfect. What it, what is, um, what's happening out there? So this is my first day. I gave, out, gave a 1 out of 10 on my weather forecast because it is raining really hard all day, so we might get like several inches of rain. And there's going to be really heavy winds, so it's just not a good day to be out. (laughs) (laughs) One of my uh, students from Roland Park um, emailed me before third period and said, Mm -hmm. Mr. Scott, this weather is ridiculous. Can we have asynchronous learning today? And I said, grab an umbrella. What do you think about that? I mean, I would just say just brave the rain. It's like I walked to Bremar today during third period without any umbrella. So, I mean... I, did, I didn't really complain about it. It's just like rain. I would just say, get an umbrella, just walk over. But we are canceling some after-school stuff, right? Yeah, we are canceling some after-school stuff. And honestly, I wasn't like thinking that schools would, but I think it is like a good safety precaution, I guess, just f- so like we don't get like any sort of like injuries on the fields. And, you know, you can't play on the fields at all. Yeah, that's true. And a couple of my students say, said they were slipping a little bit walking over, so... Yeah. I guess it is slippery out. And the floods, too. So, like, I guess driving on the roads, if you, like, run into, like, a valley or, like, an alley where there's, like, lots of water, like, that's not really safe either. Yeah, the driving is uh, is pretty tough. I was driving through some snow this past weekend, and yeah. it was honestly, it was scary. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah it's, that can be tough. It's not a good time to be on the roads. Mm-hmm. So, Jesse, how did you get into weather? Like, wh- where did this passion come from for yeah. you? So... I would say it started out when I was very young. I, w- I was in second grade, and I remember this time when um, it was just me and my mom at home, and then, like, I tuned on to the Weather Channel for, like, the first time ever. And, like, that year, we got, like, lots of snow, and I just kept, like, tuning on more and more because I loved how, like, they had these, like, cool maps of, like, the satellite imagery and, like, the jet stream, and that was really interesting to me, like, how things looked on satellite and, like, how the storms looked on, like, radar it was really cool and looked really nice to me so I wanted to like learn more about how that happened and I also loved snow from like a very young age so that sort of drew me into meteorology and learning more about it. So when you predict the weather for the week are you basically just kind of looking at the online stuff that's already established or are you doing anything additional to to that? Yeah so most people they just look at the weather app but I use like um, what we call numerical forecast models and these are models that most meteorologists use, um, and they have like several, they're like computers that basically predict the weather, and you can go online and search them up at like certain sites, but a lot of meteorologists use these complex computer systems to help predict the weather, and sometimes people use like a few models, and some like use all sorts of models to help predict the weather. So I would, I if I was like, if I had lots of time, I would probably like, go online and look up the American model and then they have like a European model and like a Canadian model because those are like where the models were made and they all predict the weather and they all like they typically don't agree with each other but as a meteorologist like that's something that I do in my free time. So what is your ideal weather? Is it the spring? Like what's your ideal season? Is it the spring? Is it the sun? Is it winter? Yeah. I love snow. Huh. Do you like to ski? Is there any reason why you like snow and the cold 
Well, I just love the feeling of seeing snowflakes falling. It just looks so aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. That's and true. I, it's not even just skiing. I'm not even good at skiing. <laughs> but, like, I love sledding in snow. And I, I love just walking in snow and just, like, sipping a mug of hot chocolate and looking outside and just, like, humongous flakes falling out. And that's just so beautiful. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I don't like being out there in the freezing cold, but I do yeah. like the snow. Yeah. Um. If there's somewhere where you would want to live, and I'm sure you've had this question with, you know, college and mm. thinking about where you want to go to college. If you could live somewhere in the world, maybe in the United States or the world, where do you think you would want to live uh, for weather, for just the weather? I'll live in Worcester, Massachusetts. Whoa. <laughs> I actually, like, yeah, I sometimes, like, do think about where I would want to live and, like, I've always imagined myself in, like, Massachusetts near the Boston area where they get, like, tons of snow each winter. Yeah. And it just seems like so much fun to just live there and, like, get, like, 20 inches of snow and not be, like, and that have that be, like, a normality. Yeah. And also, like, just west of Boston where they get more snow than inside a city. So that's, like, my perfect, like, paradise. Well, that's kind of why I kind of laughed at this email from one of my students. I know it is a slippery and it is, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's wet outside yeah. and it could be dangerous to drive, but walking to class, this is like a daily, you know, if you go to school mm-hmm. in Boston, this is like a daily occurrence yeah, that gray skies and, mm-hmm. and rain mm-hmm. and chilly. Um, yeah. So Jesse, um, let's talk a little bit about senior year. Mm-hmm. All right. You're, you know, you're coming up about halfway. It's yeah. second, second semester almost. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling right now in senior um, year? It's been a very busy senior year, but I feel I feel happy with how everything went, and I'm really grateful for like this whole experience, even though it's been challenging at times. And I'm looking forward to like in the second semester, focusing on forming like relationships with friends and like really like getting to like hang out with people, and that's really something I want to focus a lot more. Yeah, that's semester. that's good because a lot of times, you know, in high school, I remember high school being so busy mm-hmm. with all the schoolwork. Mm-hmm. I had a job in high school and sports and all these things mm-hmm. happening. Sometimes you forget that it's, you know, to, to make Shares new connections, meet some more people, you know, that you otherwise might not sit down with mm-hmm. at lunch and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I think second semester, that's a good time for all that. Yeah, it is. Um, what's the college process been like for you? Has it been stressful? It has been stressful at times, but I think that's, that can be said for basically anyone. Um, but there have been, like, times where I, I always have – there have been times where I've had, like, a lot of emotional swings. Like, sometimes I feel really confident in what I'm doing, and sometimes I, like, feel insecure or doubtful. Well, in the end, I feel like I've been able to, like, adapt to those kind of feelings and sort of be able to navigate myself out of that. And that's something that I think this college process has taught me. It's like adaptability. Yeah, yeah. Interesting you said insecure. Why that word? Why insecure? Like a lot of people, a lot of students, like sometimes if you're like writing essays, like, you know, the college process is sometimes quite ambiguous and you don't really know what is like right or wrong. Right. And some people like you can, you might like show your essays to a ton of people and they might all give you different opinions. So that's like some, that sort of uncertainty of what exactly you need to get into like your dream school. Like that sort of causes a lot of uncertainty for a lot of people, not just me. So yeah, I hear what you're saying. I am, I, I'm giving my students right now, my junior English students, uh, some of the Chicago essay prompts. Did you apply to Chicago? I did No, I did see the prompts. They were pretty creative. 
They're very creative. They're very open-ended. One of them, so I have seven on the list. One of them is Find X. Yeah. You've seen that one? I've heard about it. There's another one that's, uh, you know, chess and I forget what the other sport is, but chess is a game that's been around since, you know, the ancient times. What game do you think will, what modern game do you think will outlast the, you know, the test of time? Another one is Dogs and Cats, Great Gatsby, Catcher in the Rye, uh, righties and lefties. Mm-hmm. There are two types of people in the world. Mm-hmm. What are they? And you have to come up with that, you know, what two types of people. One of them is if you stumbled upon a group of Martians, mm-hmm. what would you show them so that they would have faith in humanity, mm-hmm. either a video or a song or a piece of art? And they're very difficult questions. They are but, difficult. but I think it's important for at least junior year to start thinking about, you know, how to craft an essay that's open-ended. They're all asking me clarifying questions like, what does this mean? What do you mean find X? What are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even know, right? This is the prompt from yeah. you, Chicago. Yeah. How are you going to answer it? It's really tough. It is really tough at times. And they're, all, they're also quite philosophical too. Right, and you could take the essay in any direction that you want. And I think the trick is, and you've probably heard this a million times right now. You know, be yourself. It, be yourself, right, <laughs> yeah. and offer who you are to mm. the college admissions person. Um. And only 650 words, right? That's the usual length of an essay? Yeah, a common app essay, 650 words. Which is harder sometimes than write, you know, write me 2,000 words, right? Yeah. Because you've got to boil it down. You've got to cross mm-hmm. things out. You've yeah, got to exactly. figure out the right word mm-hmm. for certain responses. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think has been the most challenging part of this process for you, the essay part? Or has it been – I know you're a stellar student, right, and, mm-hmm. and you know – you do really well academically, and I'm sure you did well on your test scores, but the mm-hmm. essays are, it's that piece that is sort of open-ended and probably the most challenging, I would guess. Hmm. I think essays are definitely challenging, but like when I think about the essay process, I don't look at it as if like, oh, I hate it. I kind of, the first reaction, my reaction to essays is actually like, I really enjoy writing them. Yeah. Like if I'm in a good mood, you can ask me, how do you think of college essays? And I'll be like, well, I think I've gotten to know myself a lot more through this process. Yeah. So even though it can be challenging, I think that for me, like overall, I think the essays like were a pretty like rewarding process. And maybe what was the most challenging part of the college admissions process, I I would say maybe like during those times when you like you just finished like a whole draft of essays and you just realize you have to like redo it or like one one of those times when you're like struggling to come up with like new ideas, I think that could be like one of the biggest challenges in the college admissions process. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a difficult it's a difficult part of the process. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around, like, how a student, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to go to one of these top colleges, how, what pieces have to combine to, <laughs> it, it's so competitive, you it know, is. it's, it's yeah. a tough process. So I know that you did um, a summer, this mm-hmm. past summer, in out west. Yes. I'd love to hear about that because I don't know if we actually recapped what that experience was yeah. all about and what it was like for you. Yeah, I'd love to talk about it. So I went to Yellowstone National Park, um, which is really famous. Um, it was established in 1872. But I went there for, not to visit, I went there for a program called a Youth Conservation Corps. And what we did was we were like a group of 24 teenagers from all corners of the U.S. So I was with like 
random like farmers from Idaho or like some people, there were a lot of people from like Virginia. So like all corners of the US, we came together to Yellowstone and we did like conservation work. So it was, we did um, work like trail work, um, building bear boxes or replacing trails, replacing boardwalks, um, tracking how visitors use Yellowstone and of course wearing like a special type of uniform. Hmm. So we looked kind of fancy in those uniforms, but it was just like your sort of um, physical work that you did Yellowstone out in, out in the wild. And, and where'd you live when you were out there? So we actually, um, during the week, we went on what we call spikes. And these are sort of your like mission projects that like you could think of like the military to give you like projects, we call them spikes. And we would go to some place in Yellowstone for one whole week, and we would sleep in tents for four nights straight. Oh, wow. Yeah. Have you ever done that before, sleep in a tent? I've slept in a tent before, but not for four nights straight. Yeah. How was that? It was, it was rough. The, yeah. first, the first time I did it, it was quite rough. Like, our first um, project was out in the backcountry with no water, just a river next to us. <laughs> so that w- and there were tons of mosquitoes. So it was not comfortable at all. Yeah, it was challenging. It's fun. I did that. Uh, my one of my friends lives out in Montana, mm-hmm. and he's doing something pretty similar. He's doing some construction out in yeah. Montana, and he loves it. I mean, mm-hmm. it. I think he's conflicted about it though because he's such a nature lover like mm-hmm. you, you know. But some of these really nice natural areas of the U.S. Mm-hmm. are people want to move there, right? And they've got to build houses and they've got to build, which is sort of sad. Um, And Big Sky, Montana is one of those places. Like Mm -hmm. it's a big ski town and you see, I mean, I, I, you could walk down the street and you'll see construction all over Mm -hmm. the place, which it's great, but it's also, you know, this is natural territory too. Yeah. Yeah. I would say conservation, especially even at Yellowstone, like we get so many tourists each year and I can tell, like we have like hotels in like certain tourist attractions next to like a hot spring, there are like tons of people and parking lots and like all that sort of infrastructure is like right next to this like natural wonder that's been carved by millions of years. And although like we are getting more people to come visit and see the wonderful mother nature for themselves, um, it is like, there is the drawback that yes, we are sort of also at the same time, we're like sort of degrading it as well. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like pros and cons to that. Right. Double-edged sword. Yeah. Um, did you see any animals when you were out there? Oh, yes, we did. We saw We saw bears. Um, we did not see wolves, but I know some people did. Um, we saw bison, lots of bison. So out in a valley in the northern part of the park, we, ha- we saw like herds of bison, probably up to like a thousand, just grazing across the meadows. So we saw lots of bison. Um, we saw some elk, too. We even surveyed a dead elk. Oh, any bear? Yeah, I said we saw, we saw both black and grizzly bears. Okay. And what else? From afar or not close to you? Both. Really? So when we were driving like in our van, we did see some bears that were maybe 30 feet away. But most of the time um, when we saw bears, they were quite far out. So like I would say at least 300 yards away. So you had to use like binoculars to see them. Is it the brown? Which one is more dangerous, the brown or the black bear? The grizzly bear. The grizzly bear. Yeah. And you need, I mean, I don't think bear spray does much for you, does it? We do use bear spray. Um, I think it, it helps. We, we never had any scenario where we really needed to use it. It was just more like as a 
safety, safety precaution just in case like a bear would charge at us. But like that never happened. It was usually, the bears were usually really far away, so we didn't have to worry about that. Yeah, I always think, of, you ever see the movie Revenant when uh, Leonardo DiCaprio gets attacked <laughs> by a bear? Oh, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that movie, you know, it, it makes you terrified of seeing a bear out in the <laughs> wild. Those things are ferocious. Yeah. Um, all right, great. So what do you think... Um, what do you think's next for you? What are you taking this semester? Um, I know you're looking forward to meeting some new people in your grade and at Gilman yeah. in the semester coming up here, but what classes are you taking? What are you really liking this year academically here? Um, so this year I'm taking, um, so I took James Joyce for my um, first semester English class, and I'm taking postmodern literature um, for my second semester with Mr. Hastings. And I think James Joyce is like a really... He's a really interesting author, so it's been like a very interesting course reading his book novels, especially Ulysses. Mm -hmm. um, it's been a really interesting novel. How and much did you read of Ulysses? We, we didn't actually read much of it. We kind of took some sections and sort of read a bit. So I would say we read a good part of the first half, and then we kind of skipped the second half. Gotcha. That's when it gets tricky, right? Yeah. Circe and... But his books are really hard to decipher, and what Mr. Hastings says, like he likes to say that like, each, each like passage is like a puzzle where you don't really know what's going on, but every time you read over it, you sort of get like, aha, here's like a detail that belongs to this. Yep. Or like he's talking about this, something like in Shakespeare or, or Macbeth or like some reference that you probably don't know, but if you reread it, you might understand it. Did you use the guide, Patrick Hastings' guide to Uly Ulysses as, a, as a, another book to read alongside with it or no? Um, he did recommend it to us. I did use it a bit, but not really. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, if, if you're going to take a Ulysses class with anyone, it's him, you know, he's yeah. like the expert. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so would you recommend Ulysses to other people who haven't read the book? Yeah, I would recommend it. It's a really interesting book if they're up for a challenge. Yeah. I would say it's a really interesting book and rewarding book. Now, did you read any of the Dubl Dubliners' uh, short stories, too? Yes, we read those first. And I actually, we read those, we spent more time on those, actually. So okay. we actually read every single Dubliner story. Oh, wow. What was your favorite, or which one did you like among, I don't know how many there are in there. There are, like, at least, I think at least 15. I can't remember exactly. But my favorites were Araby and Evelyn. Yeah, those are mine, too. Yeah. <laughs> I like Evelyn a lot. Yeah, that one's really, that one's a cliffhanger at the end. Because you don't really know what what happens with her, right? Yeah, when you she, don't really know. When she, um, does she get on the boat, right? Does she get on the boat? Yeah. Um, I think she gets, I don't think she goes on a boat, but in the end, like, Frank gets on a boat, and then yeah, she Frank. just stands there undecided. Mm -hmm. You don't know if she joins him or not, right? Yeah, we don't know, and the story ends right there, so we don't know what happens next. Oh, that's, I haven't read it in a while, but that's one of my favorite, yeah. Evelyn. Yeah. Um, and you read The Dead? Um, yeah, we did read that. That's a longer one, but that's probably the most famous of the Dubliners' mm -hmm. stories. Yeah, I don't remember much about it, but that was one of the longer ones at the end. I'm thinking uh, this summer I'm in a, in a master's program uh, through Middlebury called Breadloaf, mm -hmm. and Mr. Hastings did the same program. It's a master's in English, mm -hmm. and they offer, uh, they offer Oxford as one of the campuses that you can go to for mm -hmm. a summer. So I'm thinking about taking a, a Ulysses course mm. over at Oxford this summer, um, which would be really cool. Yeah. Um, so when I get there, if I get there and uh, start reading Ulysses, I'll have to 
get some feedback from you, <laughs> get some get some more points. Yeah. Um, so what else are you interested in this year? What else are you doing to um, occupy your time this semester? You mean class-wise? Yeah. Um, I would say I'm taking, like, pretty standard classes, like AP classes. Like, I'm taking AP physics, statistics, um, multivariable calculus, like, they're pretty standard math, heavy math classes. Mm-hmm. They're not that fun, but, like, they're just, like, your standard classes. And AP Spanish, too. Okay. And as an, uh, an elective, I'm taking environmental science. Gotcha. So I know you're also involved in Gilman News. Yeah. And that's been going well. I mean, you guys are doing a really good job with the mm-hmm. Gilman News. It seems like it's improved, you know, from a – there's more writing in there, but it mm-hmm. also is more aesthetically pleasing to open that – yeah. Newspaper mm-hmm. up every time. Mm-hmm. So what are you guys doing in there that's, you know, you're making a lot of leaps, I guess, mm-hmm. in the production of this. Yeah, so I, f- I mean during Gilman News sessions in the Pub Lab, we do like a lot of talking and decision making about and brainstorming ideas about what to write. And a lot of that, it's like Zach, he's leading us and we're like in a tight knit room and we're all like brainstorming ideas about what students might want to read. So that's definitely, like, one of the big things that goes on in, in a newsroom. We had, like, 20 kids packed in this really small room and then a whiteboard, and then we just sort of brainstorm ideas and brainstorm article ideas and try not to repeat them and find unique angles out looking at different sort of things that are going on here at Gilman and even outside of Gilman. Mm-hmm. Do you think you want to be involved in something like this in the future, maybe at college or...? Yeah, I would definitely consider it. It was definitely... I think my favorite part about Gilman News is just, like, being around people who are so intellectually engaged with the world around them. Right. And that's maybe in college. I know that I love reading articles about climate change and meteorology from, like, the Washington Post. So that's something I definitely am open to. Do you um, do you know what you might want to do? Like, do you want to be in that world? Do you want to do computer science and in college you want to do econ do you know like kind of what you want to do I know some people do I didn't really know when I was leaving high school but I'm well I'm sort of leaning towards like doing something in environmental science or sort of like helping combat climate change Mm -hmm. probably like research to help combat climate change or like research in meteorology which is a top which is a field I really like so something in that area I think is what I'm leaning towards now love it that sounds good. All right, Jesse. Well, let's get to your book, Rec. Oh, yeah. What do you, what do you have for us? So I, my book that I'm recommending is Into Thin Air by John Krakauer. Okay. Um, I read this book over my time at Yellowstone, and it's a book about a man, and he's sort of recounting his experience um, on a – he's a journalist, but he's recounting his experience um, on a hiking expedition to Everest and how – at the very top, a lot of, at the very top of the mountain, there was a humongous sort of unexpected storm that threw a lot of people off guard and sort of recounting the disaster that happened after that. So it's like sort of a sort of adventurous book about Everest and its dangers. So you've got to be pretty crazy to want to climb Everest, right? Yeah, you've got to be pretty crazy. Is that on your bucket list? No. No? Mm -hmm. Um, I remember reading this book. Is there a movie too, maybe? Or is that in, that's Into the Wild that he also wrote? I'm not sure, but I know the book is pretty famous. And you liked it? I loved it. Yeah. I'm surprised this is the first time someone's recommended Krakauer because he's, mm-hmm. he's pretty 
you know, famous. He's written Into the Wild, Into Thin Air. I think he's got a new one out. Um, wow, that's a good read, especially where you were to yeah. think about that uh-huh. kind of stuff. Um, all right, great. Thank you. Now, do you read much in your free time? Do you have a lot of, you know, do you, is there time really during the school year for you? Well, I'm, I haven't really read much outside of school in like the last couple of years since I've, I've been kind of busy, but that's something that's on my bucket list is to read more books because books are really helpful in developing writing skills. And also like, I know a lot of people, like a lot of people are on phones these days and on social media. Something I'm hoping I can work on is maybe try to tone that down a bit and focus on reading. Nice. Do you have any, any ones on your list upcoming or I guess you're pretty busy right now in school? I haven't really thought about it yet, but yeah. I'll definitely think about it. Well, what's, what's your favorite book that you've read in school? Like what, you know, we had, we probably had five or six books that we read last year, but mm-hmm. just in your time at Gilman, what have you enjoyed reading? That's a good question. I don't really have like a favorite on my mind right now. Mm. That's a tough question. Yeah, I like Never Let Me Go. I think we read that in ninth grade because I feel like I could relate to that book in some in some ways. Huh. Um, but I think a lot of the books we read, like Underground Railroad or As I Lay Dying, those were all really interesting books that I've enjoyed. And um, Yeah, you read As I Lay Dying last year. That was a tough one. Yeah, that, that was, was a, a tough book. At the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I was glad that you chose that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Jesse. Well, I appreciate you coming in. Um, let me ask you, of the people in your grade, the seniors, and one mm-hmm. thing that I want to do in the second semester is have some more students, yeah, some more seniors, because I think it's kind of cool to, you know, reflect on your senior year mm-hmm. a little bit and reflect mm-hmm. on your time at Gilman. How long have you been at Gilman? I've been here since seventh grade. Seventh grade. Um, are there other seniors that you would like to hear from on the podcast and you know, who you think I should have in to have discussions like this? I think Jamie Howard and Zachary Minkin, they can definitely have really good discussions about their time at Gilman. Yeah. Yeah, they're great guys. Mm-hmm. They, they run the show in uh, Model UN. Yeah. I'm so impressed uh-huh. with them. Yeah. Um, great. Well, anything else that you want to cover today? Anything else you want to talk about as you, you – it's going fast. Gilman is almost over. you got one more semester – which is great. Yeah, time's been flying by recently, and I think this second semester is really where I want to like sort of reflect on my time at Gilman and make it really end on a strong note. And yeah, it's been a great experience in these past like five years, especially transitioning from a public school to Gilman. I think Gilman's like a really tight knit community, and I'll forever remember this place. Love it. Well, thank you, Jesse. Appreciate it, and yeah, uh, of best of luck this semester. Thank you.